Have you ever heard that stupid public school Disney Channel bullcrap that violence is never, never, ever, ever the answer? Ah, well, today we're going to tear that apart. If violence was never the answer, listen, hear me out, hear me good. I don't want anybody to uh, misunderstand or misinterpret what I'm trying to say here. But if violence was never the answer, we wouldn't have a country. If violence was never the answer, then the entire world would be speaking German right now because no one would have risen to the occasion to fight and defeat Adolf Hitler. If violence was never the answer, the world would be a very, very terrible place very quickly. See, violence is the universal language. It's not something that we should resort to very often. Don't get me wrong. That's the last thing I want anyone to to take out of this podcast is be like, oh, Victor told me to go be violent. No, no. (laughs) Hang on. Pump the brakes just a little bit. No, Victor did not tell you to go and be violent. But what I am telling you is that if you if you have this foregone conclusion that you will never under any circumstances become violent, then you have already lost because now you've told your enemy, whether it's the radical left, whether it's a foreign you know country, a tyrant, whatever it might be, you have told your adversary all that they have to do. Why would they waste their time going diplomatic and, oh, let's debate the issues and blah, blah, blah. Why would they do that? See, the only reason that we prefer to, to settle things diplomatically and, and to talk out our differences is because we know if that fails, then we're going to end up having a violent altercation. Like in foreign affairs, when two countries start debating back and forth, maybe they have conflicting interests in a particular region. Like uh, the South China Sea, perfect example. You've got the United States, you've got Taiwan, and you've got China. Those three different entities have different sets of interests regarding the territorial waters referred to as the South China Sea. Well, if the United States and Taiwan told China, listen, under no circumstances will we ever become violent, no matter what you do, we will never, ever become violent, well, then China wouldn't waste time with all of these tariffs. China wouldn't waste time with negotiations and peace deals and treaties and yada yada. They would just roll in and take Taiwan by force. The next day, they would now know, okay, well, why waste our time with this diplomatic stuff? This isn't just applying, by the way, to foreign affairs. This applies all over the place. When two men have an interaction on the street, maybe they have a difference of opinion, a road rage, I don't know, something like that. Those two men, there are certain things that they will not do in that interaction with each other because they know that there's this underlying threat of violence. Every interaction between two men The foundation, it's very strange, actually, from a psychological perspective, it's really interesting. The guaranteed outcome that will always be a possibility is violence. When two men meet, so if two men are having a a verbal exchange and one guy gets right up in the other one's face and starts yelling, for the vast majority of people... That's, that's terms for a fistfight. Now you have crossed over, and this altercation is going to fall back upon that guaranteed promise of violence. And it's going to happen. But again, same thing like in foreign affairs. If you tell somebody on the street who's beefing with you, who's, who's really kind of you know being a little stupid at you, if you signal to them that you're completely unwilling to ever physically defend yourself, you've handed them a, a win. You've handed them the exact blueprint. Here's, here is everything that you have to do to completely demolish me, to totally crush me, just become violent and I'll never meet you where you are. That's what has been drilled into our heads. If you're under the age of probably 40 in the United States today, you spent 
12 years, assuming you went to public school, you spent 12 years of indoctrination in the government school system being taught that violence is never acceptable, even nowadays, even if violence is enacted upon you first. Think about the stupidity of this. If there's two middle schoolers, I don't know, 12 years old or whatever, and they've got beef. Billy tried to kiss Johnny's girlfriend, and now they're going to settle it in the parking lot. And those two come, and they have an amicable exchange of fisticuffs, right? And at the end of the day, they leave. Nothing too extreme, but they duke it out, and they leave. Both kids get ISS, OSS, big-time trouble. Zero-tolerance policies are in place. Now imagine, instead of that circumstance, you have one kid who's being bullied. He's smaller than the other guy, skinnier, weaker, frail, He's being bullied by a jock. The jock beats him up one day, grabs him, slams him into a locker, just starts really beating him up, getting real physical with him. And that that kid who's being beaten up throws a punch back and defends himself and, you know, get off me, tries to stick up for himself in any way, shape, or form. Both kids still get equal ISS because they participated in a fight. However... If you just have a kid beat the absolute brakes off of you and you sit there in the fetal position crying on the ground for the entirety of the the so-called fight, you were not a combatant in that fight. So most of the time, the school school system is not going to, it's not going to punish you. It's just going to punish the other kid, which is essentially signaling again, reinforcing this idea that violence is never an acceptable option. Listen, this is going to be controversial, but you know that it's true. It's the underlying base of all human interaction. Violence is not the first answer. Violence is often not the best answer, but it is always an answer. It doesn't make it a good one. It doesn't mean we're encouraging it. It doesn't mean that we look forward to it. But violence is always universally an option. It is always an answer. And when you tell these young kids that you can't defend yourself, that you just have to take it, that you just have to sit there and curl up on the ground, it's going to negatively impact their lives right then and there, like in that moment. But think about the long-term side effects of an entire generation, particularly of young men. This applies to young women as well. But particularly a generation of young men that is raised to think, under no circumstances will I ever stick up for myself. Under no circumstances am I ever willing to become violent. Listen, if that happens, if we have an entire generation of young men that actually fall for that lie, hook, line, and sinker, this country is doomed within 10 years. From the the moment that that generation actually takes over the the, reins of control in this country— We will have 10 years, and that's probably being optimistic before the rest of the world, the Vladimir Putins, the Xi Jinpings, the Mao Zedong, whatever it is, whoever the figure is of the time, until they figure out, huh, these Americans will let us do anything. These Americans will never become violent. And think about this. What about a population that signals to their government that there is nothing that you could ever do, you the government, there's nothing you could ever do to me that's crossing a line in the sand. There is nothing that you could ever do to me that would make me grab my rifle. Listen, you could have the, the Second Amendment on paper, but if you have this thought of like, oh yeah, no, they can do anything they want to me and I will never become violent back, well, then the Second Amendment's just fancy talk. It's just a coping mechanism to make you feel better, like some sort of a psyop. Aha! Yeah, I have my gun, so nothing bad's ever going to happen to me. Well, if you're not willing to use it 
and I hope you never have to. I don't encourage you to, to be itchy on the trigger finger, but if you're never, ever, ever under any circumstances willing to use it, there could be a Red Dawn invasion. And you'd just be sitting there with your rifle, oh yeah, well, uh, actually, I have the Second Amendment, so you can't be a tyrant to me, and they just shoot you because they know that you're not willing to return fire. That's the problem with this, and it's it's pushed in Disney Channel, it's pushed in you know the public school system. It's going to have serious negative long-term side effects. To, to tell a bunch of young men, you know, I love the way Jordan Peterson put it, and, and his thoughts on this clearly have shaped a lot of my thoughts on this, the idea that young men should be ferocious. They should be monsters, but they should be capable of harnessing that and not being violent unless it is absolutely necessary. Listen, in my personal life, I'm a small guy. If you've ever met me, I'm not a big imposing figure. I'm about five foot eight, five foot nine, and I walk around about 145 pounds. I am not a scary guy, but you, I, I can promise you this. If you want to fight me, I will fight you. Right. That's that's been my mentality since the time I was very little. When I was in middle school, I used to I, I used to get picked on, like actually picked on, not like these, you know, snowflake kids these days that don't get their preferred pronouns used and they go and cry in the bathroom. No, I actually got picked on. I was very small in sixth and seventh grade. I weighed about 65 pounds for reference. Very small, like four foot nothing, 60 some odd pounds soaking wet. I got picked on a lot. But you know what I made very clear in a generation of young men that have never been in a fight in their life, a generation of young men who were told that violence was never an answer, I understood violence was an answer. And when those kids would pick on me and actually bully me and stuff like that, I made it very, very clear. My first day in middle school, 60 some odd pound Victor, I had a, a kid that had hit puberty early. He had like a mustache, you know, he's six foot one, 200 pounds. This guy was huge, at least in my eyes back then, he was a big dude. And he's making fun of me, an eighth grader. So he's one grade above me. Second or third grade, like second or third day of, of seventh grade, my first like week in, in middle school. And I hear this kid picking on me and he's making, really making fun of me. And I was like, dude, uh-uh, we ain't starting like this. I got up right up in that kid's face. Still remember, his name was Mitch. I got right up in Mitch's face and I made it incredibly clear to him that I was willing to fight him right then and there. And that even if he beat the crap out of me, it was going to be a rather unpleasant event. And he wasn't going to want to do that again. And that was the last time that Mitch made fun of me. In fact, that was the last time that really anybody made fun of me because I understood that among men, there is a common understanding that there is a line in the sand and I will fight you at a certain point in time. We have to maintain that because if we lose it, sometimes people forget that real life is pretty nitty gritty. That, that real life isn't a Disney show. It's not the public school education system. Real life is nasty. Nature is wild. People are capable of tremendous evil, and the rest of the world isn't raising their men to be women. The rest of the world isn't raising a bunch of limp-wristed, soy boy, panty-waist, skirt-wearing boys. They're going to walk around, no Vladimir Putin, no Xi Jinping. You can't do that because that violence is never okay. And then they shoot you. That's just the reality of the situation. It's not nice. It's not sunshine. It's not rainbows. It's not lollipops and unicorns, but it is the truth. And so I hate that. I keep hearing this. Oh, no, violence is never the answer. Violence is never the answer. Our founding fathers were incredibly violent men. Every society, the Romans, the Greeks, you know, even, even like the, the Enlightenment and all that stuff, violent, very, very violent. Violence 
is not something that you look forward to. It's not something that you enjoy. It's not something that you seek out. Unless you have something wrong with you and you're like me and you kind of enjoy a good tussle, then maybe you become a boxer or something like I did. But that's that's irrelevant. Violence is not something that we should look forward to. But it is something we should prepare for. It's something that we should be alarmingly prepared for. Because if we're not, trust me, violence will come someday. In our lifetime, violence will come. No, nobody, nobody comes and lives their entire life, 85, 90 years on this planet, without ever encountering violence. You have to be ready for it. You have to be prepared for it. And I just, man, I love, if you can't tell, <laughs> I'm sure you can tell, if you can't tell, I hate that. I hate that stupid Disney Channel public school BS that, oh, you just never be violent. Never, ever, 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 ever. Until you have to. Until you actually need to, because there comes a time, whether it's a wild animal, a mountain lion on a backpacking trail, or, or a foreign invasion, or whatever it is, there comes a time when the weak among you look to the strong, and they say, protect us, because you, while the rest of us were drinking our lattes and soy milk, while, while the rest of us were becoming, you know, little teeny tiny limp-wristed baristas at, at Starbucks, you were preparing for the inevitable. There comes a time when a society falls back on the strong men. If, if you don't believe me, really, truly think about what would happen if this generation, all of the young men, myself included, I'm soft. Listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not an exclusion. I'm preaching to, the, I'm, I'm preaching to myself here. I try to make it hard. I go backpacking. I fought. I boxed. I wrestled. I did a lot of things to try and make my life uncomfortable. But compared to the men of the 1940s, I am a limp-wristed soy boy, panty waist. You know, I am all of these things. If you took my generation of men specifically and you transported us back in time to the 1940s and you said, all right, go fight Adolf Hitler, we would lose. We would be screwed. Those guys back in the day, they would dog walk us. They would spank us like crazy because we've been raised to be soft. That's not on accident. When a government school raises you to be soft, that is a red alarm because a soft population, an unarmed population, a population that believes that under no circumstances is violence ever acceptable, they can be ruled over extremely easily. So especially to young people, young men, really talking to young men, especially young men out there, I encourage you to go enroll yourself into a fighting martial art, not something that's just, you know, for show, not something that doesn't have competition. Enroll yourself in a sport like wrestling, boxing, kickboxing, jujitsu, something where you actually engage in even if it's for short periods of time, full force combative activities with another man so that you can prepare yourself for that moment. You, you see these videos, I see it all the time on Twitter and social media of young men getting hit in the face and they freeze because they've never been hit in the face before because they've lived in a bubble and it's like right then as, the, as that fist makes contact with their jaw, suddenly the paradigm of their false reality comes crumbling down around them and they freeze. It's like they, they have to do a factory reset to get back to their original biological settings and realize, holy crap, someone just hit me in the face. That's an option. People can actually do that. I see these young men just get beat up and they're sitting there and they encounter a violent man and they've never, they've never prepared for this level of violence and they just get beat up for absolutely no reason. They don't defend themselves. They just curl up in a ball like the public school taught them to. Don't be that man. 
Don't let your sons be that man. And in fact, truthfully, don't let your daughters be that kind of man. Everyone should be able to fight. So parents, enroll your kids in wrestling, something like that. They're not going to get hurt. They'll be fine. It's superficial. Maybe not boxing if you're worried about their brain. Enroll them in wrestling, jujitsu some kind of a combat sport. Let them have some time to actually experience what it's like. If you're a man and you're you're 18 years old, a young man, no, actually, if you're a young man and you're, you're 16 years old or older, go box with your friends. If you haven't been punched in the face at least one time, figure out a way, do so safely, figure out a way to go and get punched directly in the face. Prepare for that. Otherwise, when it happens, you will be incredibly shocked. You'll freeze up. You'll lock up. Not a good place to be. But remember, violence is the universal language. Don't listen to these idiots that tell you that violence is never an option. Like we said, don't anybody misunderstand me. I am not encouraging violence. I'm not promoting it. In fact, I, I very much so hope and pray that none of us ever have to experience any level of violence in our entire lives. I just know that's very unlikely. It's just that the truth of life is that although violence is rarely the answer, violence is always an answer. And it is something that you should always, it's an answer or a problem that you should always be prepared for. I apologize, everybody. I know I haven't been doing the podcast for a while. I just haven't had anything really click for a minute. Uh, my apologies, sincerely. But I, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Kind of a rant, kind of a personal tangent. I just keep seeing the Disney Channel. It's the Disney Channel public school bullcrap where they tell these young men, they castrate these young men, they neuter them, and they're like, yes, young men. It's like they're raising our sons to be daughters. They're raising our men to be women. Men are not supposed to be women. Women are supposed to be women. But an entire society purely of women or, or emasculated, feminized boys it's not going to do really well. The women don't want that. The women want strong men. The men, oh my goodness, it'd just be such a nightmare. Anyways, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully nobody misunderstands anything. For legal reasons, one more disclaimer. Nothing in this entire podcast was a call to violence. Nothing in this entire podcast was an incitement of violence. Nothing in this entire podcast should be interpreted in any way, shape, or form as me encouraging, promoting, or telling anyone to do anything even remotely violent in any way, shape, or form. Do not misunderstand me. With that said, I appreciate all of you. Until the next time, I'll try and make a few more of these podcasts, maybe get back into the swing of things. Take care. God bless. Keep me in your prayers. Keep your country in your prayers. That's all I got for you.